Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sexless in the City podcast. I am Ashley, and I've got my friend, as always, Laura. Laura, where are you at? <laughs> where do you think? I am in my room here in Astoria. Same okay. place. Okay, so just checking. I'm checking in. I'm that cold. Nine thousand four hundred and seventy-seven of being in my bedroom <laughs> in Astoria alone. I'm doing the thing that your friend does. I'm checking in, Laura. I'm checking in, Laura. I have exciting news though today. What? We have a we have a guest. Another guest? Are you kidding me? Yeah. How the hell did you find all these people that want to be on our podcast? Laura, I'm surrounded by magic, and I'm just so lucky that they want to be near us. Laura, today we have Katie Finan on the show. Katie, get out of here. What does Katie do? Oh, I think you know what Katie does, Laura. Take it away. Ah, matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. Find me a find, catch me a catch. Matchmaker, matchmaker, look through your book and make me a perfect match. Ah, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage slash inside your earbuds slash on your computer or however you decide to listen to this podcast, Katie Fighted. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for having me. I am, I'm just thrilled to be here and I want to thank you guys for that obligatory song introduction, um, mostly because I have played Yenta before in my hashtag non-act life, and um, <laughs> I am definitely living my Yenta dreams. Oh my God, I love that. I love it too, because when I was a kid, um, you know, we had five channels on our television, um, and so one of the things is on PBS. Shout out to PBS. People should it and PBS. give it to me when they can. Um, but we would, uh, my parents loved Fiddler on the Roof. And so mm-hmm. they would um, force me to watch it, but secretly. I loved it. And I'm talking <laughs> like I was six years, seven years, eight years old. Because um, they had seen it on a date one night. And so they made me watch it. And I've always loved that show. We have video footage of me as a 16-year-old girl singing If I Were a Rich Man. <laughs> no. But not no. singing it like I was a girl. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm singing it as though I was Stevia. <laughs> oh, I surely was. I was tapping into my Zero Motel or Zero, zero Mostel. What is his last name? Mostel, you're right. I was tapping into my zero Mostel. I was going gung-ho. And I played Yenta in, in high school, but I secretly wanted to be Tevia. I mean, you know, I think that I'm sorry, Katie. And then we're going to let you talk. You're like, you guys invited me to this damn podcast. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, lo- I'm loving how much we're all connecting over Fiddler on the Roof right now. <laughs> well, I was thinking, you know what? Maybe that's something people should watch because mm-hmm. I'm going to watch it. Well, okay. Yet again, here I am, podcast for myself. Yes, I'm going to watch Fiddler on the Roof because I haven't seen it in years. So anyway, it was a great, great show. I had the fortune of, I was cast as Fru Macera as a a non-equity young duckling Mm -hmm. just out of college. And then um, the woman who is supposed to play Yenta dropped out. I don't think anything bad happened to her, but she was quite old and just couldn't do it. And so (laughs) I... 
And so I was the only person, uh, Frumacera at this theater was actually a, uh, like over a 15 foot puppet. And so I, I sang from the pit, which was like my, the most incredible diva track was singing from Mm. the pit. And, um, so they, they had me play, play Yenta because I was the only one who could, uh, because I was not on stage as anyone else. So that's how I, that's how I played Yenta. And, um, it has, it has stuck, her, her words have stuck with me. Uh, and yes, everyone sings that song when they, uh, find out you're a matchmaker. You know, if we, I mean, we can be original in other ways, but we just couldn't like, <laughs> seriously, like how we, can you not? It's yeah. there. It's the low hanging fruit and, and it's necessary. Uh, it's necessary. Ashley from the low hanging fruit. She's definitely not going to help us find a husband. <laughs> I love, um, yeah, I know it's, it's kind of a funny job because it's one of those jobs that you say and it doesn't sound real and people go, they like do a double take and they go, what? You're a what? And I was like, yes, I, I'm a matchmaker. Like the, these exist in, in modern times and, and are awesome to work with. I mean, <laughs> we're trying to podcast to get your husband, but I don't know, Ash, how's that working for us? Um, well, you know, it's, it's getting there. We're getting there every day. We're hustling. You know, <laughs> I did, I did try to become a matchmaker with the same company that Katie works at. And, um, my, my interview process did not go with the same outcome. Um, I think because the whole time I figured men would be at the audition and I would be able to, I mean, I, I, I guess my focus was askew really when you break it down, but, um, I, I couldn't be more excited to know a matchmaker because Katie, so my question, my question, Katie, it, cause I mean, that's a job like being a matchmaker, that's a job, but like, what the fuck is that about? Like, what all do you do? Yeah. But actually, are you like Santa? No, it- <laughs> Oh, good God. <laughs> Man, but wait, 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 wait. We, this is a podcast about the quarantine. So with Rona. Oh, this was about sex. Okay. Right, again, I'm, I'm, I'm off the ball. Yeah. I mean, hello. Because matchmaking during uh, regular times is probably very different. So first off, what were you doing before and how the hell are you doing it now? There we go. No, I love it. That's, that's a great question. So basically what I do is I have clients, I have like a a whole roster of clients that I work with and I get to know them, uh, you know, pretty well. Uh, I get to know what they're looking for. Um, we talk about everything. We talk about physical preferences. We talk about emotional preferences. We talk about past relationships they've been in, you know, we try to cover the gamut. And, uh, so I become like a girlfriend, you know, like a, like a fun friend. And then what I do is the company I work for has an online database of over 400,000 singles in it. Wow. Um, and there are matchmakers all over the country. Uh, I think we have about a hundred matchmakers all across the continental U S and what I do then is I dive into dating, uh, profiles and I start, um, looking through them, trying to find, people I'm curious about meeting for my client. It's basically like hiring someone to date online for you, essentially. Oh, um, oh. It's, oh Katie, yes. sign up. 
And what's great about it is, um, so just a little, like a kind of, kind of throw back to like a little bit of background about me. So my husband and I were actually the product of a setup. So I feel very strongly about the ability of someone else who knows you well to be able to put people in front of you that like, maybe you would not have seen in that same light if Mm -hmm. it were your, if, if your, um, your own, uh, I don't want to say prejudices, but if if you didn't have the same holdups, sometimes somebody can put someone in front of you who is really special. Um, and bias, right. It's that mm -hmm. like unconscious bias, unconscious Mm -hmm. bias is a great way to describe it. And we'll of course talk more about this. I'm sure you guys will have questions about that too, but, um, but mostly what I, what I mean to say is that because he and I are the product of a setup, um, that's why I, you know, I, I feel very passionately about it, but also, um, he and I met like two days before the Tinder became a thing before online dating, like really started in full force. Like, I mean, we had like plenty of fish and some shit, but like, we didn't have like, okay. Well, I guess, okay. Cupid maybe, but like the Bumble hinge, um, Tinder, you know, coffee meets bagel. Like we didn't have any of this. And so now, uh, I found it to be such a thrill and so fun to date for my friends on their mm-hmm. apps. I would say to my friends, like, oh, can I play Bumble? Can I play Tinder? Like, it was like a game that I was, I was hooked. Um, and so I, I basically am just doing that. You know, I'm, I'm dating for my clients online. But, um, but what I do is when I find somebody I'm interested in, I reach out and I, I have what I call a screening with them, which is where I talk to them for, uh, on zoom or, or FaceTime for probably like 30 to 45 minutes. And I just decide whether or not they're a quality match for my client. And if I feel like they are, then I I have to stop you though. I have to stop you, Katie, for a second, because I mean, I was back so back, back in the day, match.com. And Ashley and I have talked about this, Mm -hmm. about Mm -hmm. how sometimes these, and as you said, probably the reason you're married is because you were like doing this before Tinder. But (laughs) um, I mean, hmm. But I mean, now in the life we're living, people just act crazy on these dating apps. And for me, that's one of the reasons I think like, as soon as I'm, we can go on dates, but maybe now even, maybe I can start some doom zoom dates, but mm-hmm. I really, really don't want to waste my time on people who aren't serious. And that is why I think, um, something like what you're doing is so amazing and you can get lost in the, it's like watching TikTok, which I love, but <laughs> I can watch a million, million profiles and never find someone. Well, and you're not alone in that. You're not alone in that at all. And it's, I think that, um, what the apps have done is given us a lot of accessibility, but what they've also done is they've turned dating into online shopping. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very damaging to the psyche to be able to, um, sw- the swipe left, swipe right. Like that's, it's a super great concept. But when you, when you really think about what that means is you're basically, we're taking judging people to like a whole nother level as we're like, we're swiping left, we're throwing them in the trash can, you know? So mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying that I don't think that the apps are great. I do, but I think, and I actually, um, I have a fun 
fun little matchmaker challenge for you guys, maybe, um, something you can try like at home to see if you can kind of like, uh, jazz up your online dating, but uh, I would like to do this. Yes, yes, yes. You may, you you say that, but you hasn't heard it yet. (laughs) I'm kidding. Um, but now we've transitioned to doing all of our dates virtually. Um, all of our clients are doing online virtual dates. I set them up in their own private little Zoom room, and I, I create themes and fun things for them to do to get to know each other. <sighs> just this is just this is just another DC activity. Um, <laughs> dear, and Katie, DC yeah. is during Corona. Just like so, you're you're clear on that. Um, so, how has that been working with your clients? Are they enjoying it? I am shocked and astounded by just the human ability to like adapt and be resilient because Mm -hmm. yes, like in my company, my matchmaking company, if two people agree that they want to see each other again, only then do I exchange their contact information. So it's very, it's very safe. Um, you also don't have to worry about, um, you know, seal in the deal because the matchmaker is going to touch base with both people and see like, did you have a good time? Did you like the person? Are you going to call them again? Like, you know, we, we get all those details. So, Oh my God, wait, wait, wait. So how do you break? I'm sorry, Ashley. I'm not letting you talk at all tonight. I'm <laughs> topic. That's okay. Laura's very excited about this episode. <laughs> as you can tell. <laughs> I've been excited about this for a really long time. Yeah, she really is. <laughs> How do you break it? I don't want to seem desperate, but like, I'm looking for a husband. Like I'm yeah. just putting it there. Uh-huh. I don't think that that's desperate. You saying that you're looking for a husband. Oh, I think that's you saying what you want. I don't think we should. I don't think we, we, I think that a lot of, I think that lately it's been like this stigma of, oh, you're looking for a relationship. That's too much. You seem too clingy. Fuck no. Look, my time is valuable. I'm looking for an X, Y, Z. As you were saying, Laura, I'm sorry. I just needed to pop that you- in there. You right, you right, preach, sister. I'm glad Ashley. I'm glad Ashley did it because I was I was coming in hot with the with the second <laughs> secondary support. Um, no, go ahead, go ahead, Laura. What were you saying? No, I want to know like how do you break it to them when they don't want to see them? They're like, oh, yeah. not today, yeah. not today. Um. So yeah, it's it's definitely. I think people appreciate clarity and upfrontness more than Mm -hmm. we can ever know, like Mm -hmm. uh, more than you'd expect. Um, I think people feel very free. The idea of me saying like, he's not going to call, you know, that that mystery is gone. But I mean, how I do it is I just say, look, I'm always going to share with you feedback that I feel like is valuable to you. Um, cause I get feedback from both people after the date, if there's dating behavior or if there's stuff that I'm seeing as a consistent feedback, that's really getting in that client's way, I'll share it with them. And I'll, you know, it's, it's a lot of date coaching in that moment, but, um, otherwise I just say, Hey, listen, usually it's, what a fantastic person. I'm so glad I got to meet them. I'm not physically attracted to them, but I'm, you know, I have so much respect for them. And, you know, that's, that's just human beings. You know, it's just chemistry is kind of this elusive word that people like to throw around. And essentially what it means is that person knows that you're not their person. 
And that's not offensive. Mm, yeah, no. that's a great way of putting it. Magic. That's where the magic happens. For sure. So yeah. I am. I do do some like emotional jujitsu to try to like make sure we're all good. We all feel good about ourselves. But uh, I usually just I just let them know if if it's something that is relevant and important, I will share it with them. But if the person's like, oh, she was or he was, and they insert their own judgments here. I don't share that because that's subjective. But if it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, I went on a date with, you know, your client and it was very difficult to get to know him because he continuously interrupted me the whole date. Mm -hmm. That we're going to have a conversation about, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? Or he showed up in his sweatpants and um, hadn't taken a shower for like two weeks. You know, that, that would be very valuable feedback. Um, but to your point about like not, not during wasting. during this time though. I can't, this, it would not be during this time. If they just like rolled out of bed and was like, hey, B, what you doing? I'd be like, <laughs> okay, fair enough. You see, you say that, but I mean, I, the emails that I send about the virtual dates, I'm like, ladies and gentlemen, take off your sweatpants, get in the shower, pour <laughs> yourself a glass of wine, pretend like you are going to a trendy restaurant. Like, you know, that's, that's the, uh, that's the vibe we want to create. Cause it's all about effort, you know, and yes. people like to see some effort. Ashley and I are pausing. Cause we're just thinking about what we're going to wear on our date. <laughs> I'm going to be dressed for this. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and you know, we, um, I think to your point about not wanting to waste your time, Laura, I think, a lot of the people who I have as clients, that's precisely why they're here. And they, they've made an investment in their love life. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's a, it's a pretty big investment. I won't lie. I work for the company I work for is not one of the, like, lug, like the super luxe, like millionaire matchmaker. Like it's not that at all, but, mm-hmm. um, it's a pretty, it's a pretty heavy investment to work with a matchmaker. And so, you know, any, any person that I have is definitely like really committed to finding their future partner and finding whether it's a life partner or a husband or a wife or someone to have children with, like, we're all very upfront about it. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I think for me, like I, um, was, um, out of a 14 year relationship. And so, um, not, not last week or anything, but, um, I, I really enjoy having that uh, and so I don't want to, um, continue to, you know, I think the dating apps, I love it, but I've said to Ashley, I'm like, Oh my goodness. They'll just send you all their parts. Oh they yes. Just like, uh, like not make a date with you and not show up. I'm like, Oh my Lord. Cause I yeah. did all my dating before Years and years ago, back in, you know, when we didn't have cell phones that did all the magic they do. And it just was a completely different experience because you couldn't talk to somebody unless you were at home on your computer um, or at work at your computer. But mostly, even people at work, a lot of people didn't have computers. So it was was very different. I am very shocked and surprised by, um, so the, 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 profiles that we see in our system, they're private. Like they're not, 
no ladies are seeing these profiles. No gentlemen are are viewing these. It's just the matchmakers Mm -hmm. and the photos that people put Mm. on their profile. They make me uncomfortable. I'm like, (gasps) Ooh, ooh." (laughs) because Uh. you know, it's, it's guys who are, Oh, like these are my dating. These are my dating profile photos. So they'll put like pictures of them half naked at the gym, you know? And, Oh, I, I sit there and like, I blush to myself and I'm like, I'm just a matchmaker. I don't need to see this. Um, I also looking through Ashley's phone. (laughs) No, that makes me wonder. I wonder how my photos are, if they're an accurate description. So I guess the question that I, I would like to know, and I feel like a lot of people who are listening to this are kind of thinking in their head of like, well, fuck, are my photos good? Like, am am I okay with what my online presence is right now? Trying to rope someone in, not that I'm showing my dick or anything, but like, I don't have a dick, but you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not. Ashley, what? You to me this whole time. I could totally pull a Gaga and be like, "Is that a problem?" Even if I had one, what you know? I love that. I love that that spirit that she has. But what would what would you say are some best practices that people should do to have a good profile picture? And especially now during the Rona, the Rona, yeah. it's harder. My Rona. Um. Yes. <laughs> I, this is such a great question. So I would say, uh, universal best practices have a really spectacular picture of your face unfiltered. The filters are killing us all. They're killing Mm -hmm. our body standards. They're killing men's expectation of women and women's expectation of men. So, and also like we can all tell, we can all Mm -hmm. tell when you have a filter. So a really great picture of your face unfiltered. Um, I would say not a professional headshot unless you are an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> if you're, yeah, that seems a little weird, Katie. That would creep me out. <laughs> yeah, uh, the the professional headshots. Uh, if it's more like a business professional headshot, that's that's not the way to go. But just like a really cute Olin picture. Mills. Here I am. Here I am. Uh, I have a headshot on mine. <laughs> No, no, no. Unless you're an actor. If if you're an actor, I think you have a great photo of your face. No, that was good. I should take that shit off and do what you said. (laughs) It's like, it's one of the cutest. It's also my Facebook picture. Like, it's just a popular picture that I use. Okay, I'll take it off. No, Ashley, you can leave yours on. I've also seen yours in a scourge. Um, But um, I would also say now, don't don't hate me for this one. This is controversial. Oh shit. shit. I think you really, really need to have a full length picture of you. Oh yeah. Of your body, of what it actually looks like. 10,000%. I have three three full blown pictures of my full body because I want people to know before we get to a date, because my face looks skinny and I don't want to show up on a date and for you to look at me two different types of ways because I'm a thick girl. And so like, agree with that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and that is the, I'm of course, like I'm, I'm so proud that you feel that way because that's exactly right. And I Mm -hmm. think that what people, people spend so much time trying to be liked or go on a date that they, they kind of do themselves a disservice when it comes to like being loved. It's, it's mm. not about getting as many dates as possible because then you are wasting your time. So if you have a great photo of your face and you have a great photo of 
what you actually look like full body. If somebody reaches out to you and says, Hey, beautiful, you know that like you didn't trick that man. You did not trick him. He knows <laughs> what you look like. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like the whole question of like, you know, do I wear the push up bra? or the, the padded bra when you're in, in high school. No, because somebody's going to find out that it's, it's full of socks and you're going to, you know, it's, it's a lie. So I think, you know, no matter what body type you are, um, also recent photos, I think a lot of people use photos from them. They were like, Oh, I still look five years younger. I still Mm -hmm. look a little younger. I think you need to set yourself up for success today. You need to set yourself up like uh, you know, dress for the body you have, not the body you want, put the Mm -hmm. profile pictures up you as you are. Because, um, I think that even if you don't get as many hits as you usually do with your edited photos or filtered photos, you will get more of the quality that you deserve. Interesting. Oh, that's beautifully put. Beautifully put, Katie. You know. (laughs) Ooh, room, room. I, I, have another question. I, mean, I feel like we could have eight more podcasts on this topic, Ashley. Oh, totally, totally. Let's let's start small though. So we just talked about a profile picture. So I typically like to make I typically like to like someone and then let the guy reach out to me. I guess I'm a little old fashioned. But that being said, I also use Bumble, and so you have to make the first move. Mm-hmm. What do you think is like the best opening line? The best opening line. Well, you know, it's, it's funny. This actually is a little bit removed from my wheelhouse because everything that I do is in a very like clean cut, like professional capacity. Like we're all, we're all here for the party at this, for the same reason. There's not a lot of guesswork involved. However, Mm. I do work a lot with with the capacity of date coaching about Mm -hmm. how to approach people. I think that um, using your sense of humor and using your own voice is really important. So for example, um, if it, knowing you as I do, um, I think that, that letting your personality shine through that first, uh, interaction is, is really important. So if there is a picture, a guy had a picture of a puppy on Mm -hmm. his profile, I would just be like, you know, even something like, please tell me that is your puppy. If not, whose puppy is it? Like something funny. Oh, okay. Something funny that that kind of requires a response. I think asking for a response is a really great um, tactic to use if we're talking about like what bait we're using for our fishing. Um, Something that is cute, clever, and requires a response. I did tell a guy on a dating app like that, oh, because he had a cat that was so beautiful. And I said, oh, my goodness, your cat is adorable. I would love to pet him. That's adorable. I think that's super cute. I mean, but it didn't work. But, yeah. Well, I don't think it was for for lack of of quitting. It's (laughs) fiction. For sure. Um, I also think – that we all have to kind of be aware of how with the dating apps, it's like another weird form of social media in that like some, sometimes somebody's got like a million tabs open and, you know, they miss messages that, you know, things come. What am I trying to say? I think that people take not having enough follow through really seriously. Um, Mm. and they think like, oh, well, this person isn't serious about me if they're not messaging me back 
fast enough or if they're not texting me back fast enough. And I think that like, if you're not, if you're not looking at it from, from the perspective of, uh, that, that there's a lot going on and that, you know, maybe like follow through is sexy, but I guess my question would be, have you, have you made your intentions known enough for follow through to be warranted? You know? Okay. Yeah, that's good. Are you just a girl chatting on the app or like, I think what, when you say you like for a man to reach out to you first, I totally get that. But I don't think as women, it's our responsibility to try to like drive the car with our like subconsciously. I think that once they've made the first move or once you feel like there is a connection, being able to say like, Hey, I actually hate being on these dating apps. Um, I try to stay off them as much as I can. Do you want to text instead? Like you can, you know, move, move the car in the direction you want it to go. I think Mm -hmm. women try to like manipulate things in that direction as as, as opposed to just saying it. Oh my lord! Oh, okay, this, that's, that's true. To my dad right now because my dad said, "Oh, you you ain't never gonna change a man." <laughs> oh, I agree. You ain't, and I, we get so caught up in trying to get our way, or um, and and it's almost like a, a way of like not really believing in our worth and our value mm-hmm. because we're trying to control someone else's actions, and and the reality is you cannot control another person's actions or their feelings. And that's where I think the dating apps like get. Well, you're also trying, you're trying to control, you're trying to control their narrative about you. You're trying to control how they think about you. And I think that's where, I think it's pretty rare for two people to show up as two people and, um, and connect on a human to human level. And what I share with my clients in their little like email that they get before a first date, my dating philosophy is super simple. Whoever you are, lean in and run towards who you are. Do not run away from who you are and show somebody who you are on the first date from the first interaction. Any parts of yourself that you feel like you want to hide show those first, like run toward those things. <laughs> you guys. I mean, I should show my thighs. Is that what we're talking about? No, but I'm saying like, for example, I can speak from, for myself. I was always told in my childhood that I was too much, that I had too big of a personality that I, I laughed too loud and I sang too loud and I had too many opinions. And then if I wanted a guy to like me, I needed to tone it down. Right. Mm. And I when wonder what I, that was like. I mean, I can't imagine. <laughs> I think like what a weird <laughs> thing to be told. Yeah, what yeah, a uni- what a totally unique experience to have. Yeah, had. exactly. <laughs> here, but yeah. Um, but, My dad actually framed it up as intimidating to me. Yes. Oh yes, and um, so I found that I, I dated a lot in my younger years and I was trying very hard to be liked. And I wanted, I wanted people to see me as someone who they could, who they could love. And I was much more interested in being liked than I was in being authentic. And Mm. it wasn't until I went on my first date with my husband. And I remember distinctly doing this. I was just overtly myself. Like I was uncomfortably myself. Like I hit him hard and fast with me. And he wanted to see me again. And he, he was, 
I think that it was a very strange experience of knowing with clarity that he liked me. Like he liked me. And then throughout our whole relationship, I was like, oh fuck, like he wants to marry me and he knows me. Like he knows it from the beginning. So that was, I'm not saying that will happen every time, but what I kind of say to my clients is, is that, uh, they deserve to see you and you deserve to be known that, give them, do them the the decency of showing them who you are and don't waste their time. Mm. Oh, oh, that is some good shit. Oh man. (laughs) Y'all hear that that out there? Audience, audience. She needs a cigarette. She needs a cigarette after that. I do need a cigarette. Cigarette and a glass of wine every night. I need to fan myself. I'm I'm feeling like I need to like I'm getting the vapors. And on the and point of, like on the point of your thighs, if you love your thighs and you wore a short skirt and that man loved your thighs, wouldn't you be excited about that? Like wouldn't you be happy about that? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Would be wearing nothing out right now. Like, I wouldn't even see my thighs unless I was sending those naughty, naughty pics. Like, so how is that? I mean, I, I think what you've said, Katie, I just feel like I have gone to like relationship 101 coaching mm-hmm. now. Um, but I, I just, I really, I have, Ashley and I've had this conversation before. We, they coming out the woodworks, like the woodwork. Old, like, mm-hmm. I mean, you're like, oh, you hadn't talked to me in two or three weeks. I don't yes. know. And you're like, oh, I want to give you a massage. I'm like, get out of town, James Brown. Like, what the hell? So how does that relate to the quarantine? Oh, the quarantine is an astounding thing because people are like, at least what I've experienced within my professional world, people are more available than they've ever been. They're more interested than they've ever been. I've had the same thing happen. Katie, they're bored. Well, they are bored for sure. I think that um, they're bored. They don't have the same workload on them. So they have a little bit more. And you know, everybody's sitting around saying, oh, like, I don't know what to do with my time. And everybody wants to make this time an investment in something, whether it's a creative art or whatever. So people are like, oh, I want to invest in my dating life because when do I ever get to have time to date? Or, you know, I mean, when we're talking about the Tinder, they could be horny. They are nine (laughs) times out of 10 horny. But, but I'm talking about the, uh, the gentle, the the person that is out there right now, who's like dusting off their Bumble profile and saying, I'd really like to invest in a relationship. You know, I think that there are those people too. Katie, I can't even, I can't even, I can't even, unfortunately we are done for the day. We don't have Katie. (laughs) Unfortunately we're running out of time. No, it's a, it's, yes, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. So this is no, our, our first episode of many to come. <laughs> what you Actually, have a what? I haven't, I haven't figured out how to catch a husband yet. Katie, gonna, come back. Katie is gonna come back. Do not worry. Right? 
Katie? Yes. Katie's going to come back, but Katie would like to share with you a little challenge if that's okay. (gasps) We need a challenge. Okay. So, um, this is for everybody. This is for, this is for everyone. This is a challenge for everybody. So I understand that like not everybody can afford to make the investment of a matchmaker in Mm -hmm. their dating life. Like, especially like time, time, times is hard. Um, but, but so what I think you should do is, is, um, this is my challenge to you that mm-hmm. oftentimes our friends can see us in a light that we can't see ourselves, whether it is positive as far as like friends who look at us and, and, and think about us much higher than we think about ourselves, or also it's people who know you in, in every turn. So what I, my challenge to you is that you kind of have some built in matchmakers in your friends. And I'm going to tell you what I do with my clients to establish a foundation. And I want you to have this conversation with a friend. And then I want you to tell your friend, give your friend your password. And I want you to let a friend date for you Um, and to see who they pick. Maybe Ashley and I should do that. We will. We will do that. Okay. So just give your friend your, you know, your Bumble login, your Tinder login. And all I want you to do is I want you to talk to them about two things. What are you looking for emotionally in a partner? And what are you looking for physically in a partner? Emotionally and physically in a partner. Mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't have a pen... I'm right. I'm about to write it down. I'm trying to tell the audience, if you don't have a pen, you can rewind. She said... She said emotionally and physically. If yes. you can't figure out where the rewind button is, I got your back. Got oh your my back. God. And Ashley, that's perfect, Katie, because yeah. you know what? Ashley and I can do it. And then guess what we could do? A podcast. Another podcast. Another episode. So after you talk about what you're looking for emotionally and physically, then I want you to send your friend four or five photos of people who you find attractive that are in your age range. So I think anyone, you know, should establish an age range. So I'm willing to date people who are, you know, probably three to four years younger than me to, you know, three to four years older than me, whatever the age range is, send your friend photos of real people who are in your age range, who you find attractive. Um, and this will help. This is what I do with my clients to establish a kind of like a lens of physical attraction. Cause you know, all the friends out there are being like, my friend would pick me an ugly guy or like, Oh, he, she, she and I have different tasting guys. Well, give her some, give her some photo evidence, give him some photo evidence and let them match with maybe 10 people. And then you go in and you log in and you start talking to those 10 people just based on what your friend prioritized for you. All right. We're going to have to do this. We're going to do this. It's a challenge. I mean, I'm ready. I'm ready. Maybe right now, since we have time on our hands, we'll start doing this. We'll, we'll exchange information and be clear, but yeah, we will. We will. All right, Katie. Do it. I think you should do it. I have uh, the person who set up me and my husband was a dear friend. And she um, she told me, she said, I think I met a guy for you. And I said, no, you didn't. And she said, yes. And I said, why do you think he's for me? And she said, I don't know. I've never met anyone as good as you <gasps> except him. Aww. And she was absolutely right. Like, so I think it's just, it can be very interesting. Even if your friends have different taste in, in partners, mm-hmm. I think it's, can be very interesting to see 
what they're looking for for you and how maybe you're, you're not looking for those things for yourself and how important they could be. So that is my challenge. And I can't wait to come back and <sighs> review, review your matches and hear about how, how it worked. And you know, Ashley, all mm-hmm. I would ever want for you is the best. So, Aww, Laura, I just want you to get what you need. Sexually? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just I want you to get laid. <laughs> no. Laura, you are like. And then she took it there. Anyway, Ashley, wrap this podcast up. I'm no. done. Stop, stop. Laura, you are like my sister, and I know that you deserve nothing but the best, too. So I'm going to have to, I don't know what to say. Yeah, the original was good. We'll go with the original one. All right. So on that note, ladies and gentlemen, this is our podcast. I would like to give the biggest thanks from the bottom top and all the sides of my heart to Miss Katie Finan. Katie! Katie! I thanks guys. It was so fun. I I feel like we could talk about this forever. Well, the great news is that you said you'll come back, so I'm taking that as blood now. So. You take that to the bank. <laughs> um, we cannot wait to have you again, ladies and gentlemen. If you just check in the description, you will see a link to where you can get in contact with Katie. If you are in need of a matchmaker. Please reach out to Katie. If you're in need of some dating coaching, please reach out to Katie. If you just have some questions, go ahead and send her a message. She is the she's the closest to an expert when it comes to dating that I can think of. She's literally a matchmaker. She sets people up for a living. So if you are feeling lonely in these coronavirus times and you feel like you need someone to talk to and you need someone who can help you find your person, please reach out to Miss Katie Finan. Katie, thank you. Awesome. And she's married too, so she's got street cred. Oh, I don't believe in that, but yes, I thank you. Um, <laughs> also, Ashley, do you mind if I just say something really quick to tag on? Um, also, please feel free to send me an email. You know, I do have uh, clients that I work with, but the company I work for also maintains what we call the Romance Rolodex, which is full of the 400,000 quality singles. So I have the ability as a matchmaker to add anyone into our romance Rolodex for free, as long as I have a conversation with them. And this does not guarantee you any dates, but if we have a client and we look at your profile and we think you would be a great match, we will reach out to you and you could potentially go on a date for free. Whoa. Does this podcast count? Oh, hell yeah, girl. I'll put you in that Rolodex. Don't you worry. (laughs) You're amazing, Katie. We all love right, you. This is all the time that we have. Miss Katie Finan, we love you. You're the best. Miss Laura, thank you so much for chatting with me, Laura. I love you, Laura. I love you, Ashley. And we love everyone. Stay safe and healthy. Bye.